This is episode 380 of the AWS podcast, released on July 23, 2020. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Lesher here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by a special guest. I'm joined by Michael Lynn, who's a Principal Product Manager here at AWS, working with the RDS team. G'day, Michael. Hi, Simon. How are you doing? It's great to be here on this call. It's good to have you here because we're talking launches, and uh, we're going to be talking the launch of RDS on Outposts. But first, let me just give a quick summary of what AWS Outpost is, if you haven't come across it. It is a fully managed service that extends AWS infrastructure, services, APIs, and tools to virtually any data center, co-location space, or on-premises facility to give you a truly consistent hybrid experience. Now, this is really useful for when you need low latency, uh, access to on-premises systems, or you have some sort of local data processing required or local data storage. And what's nice is it's the same AWS hardware infrastructure services, APIs and tools that you use in a region, you can use on your outpost as well. So it's really a familiar environment. It's a consistent environment and it makes having that more distributed architecture far easier to run than ever before. The, the hardware is all maintained by AWS and you don't have to worry about it. It's all secure. It's in a very fancy looking rack as well and it has some very clever stuff there to maintain security too. But we're not talking about that today. We're actually talking about a brand new launch and that's why Michael has come here to uh, join me in. We are now going to be discussing Amazon RDS on Outposts. Tell us about it, Michael. Yeah, so Amazon RDS has been a very popular product for the enterprise customers. Basically, RDS will manage your database for you. We will do the patching, we'll do the update. We have some very advanced features for you in terms of helping you to meet your requirement in the cloud. And so you, you mentioned that, you know, pe- people like to have their database managed. What, what's, the, what's the reason for that? Because, you know, you can, on, on AWS, you can store your own database on an EC2 instance and get some EC, um, EBS storage up and get your database running. So what's, what's the typical reasons why people would use RDS per se? Yeah, maybe people look at our, maybe the people look at it and say, okay, this is the database. And what we found out is the DBAs are spending a lot of time managing their database, meaning they don't want to keep on doing backup, restore, patching, etc. Those are very, very mundane tasks, but they're essentially for a database to continue to be running. Therefore, they like to have somebody else manage it for them. So they spend their energy to do their more useful work, like writing scripts and doing more things in terms of um, between the performance databases. So those are all the fun things that they like to do rather than doing the mundane tasks of just simply managed databases. Yeah, definitely uh, tuning and sorting out a slow running query is a lot more interesting than getting replication running, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what are, what are some of the typical workloads that need uh, a database to stay on-premises? Because obviously uh, RDS on, on Outpost is really focused on that use case. When, when would that come up? Yeah, so when we talk to the customer, many of them just basically telling us, they say, you know, I love to move everything to the cloud. However, I have a lot of some, quite a bit of number of use cases that I absolutely have to have database stay on premise. So those are, uh, those are workloads such as manufacturing environments. They have gaming. We talk about any kind of IoT application. Anything that's really latency sensitive, meaning that the database has to be basically right next to 
the application. That's where we see a lot of requests from the customer to say, I gotta have my database on-prem be right next to the application that we're running using the database. So that's really where we're seeing that. So it's that, that low latency use case is really the, uh, the thing that you should be coming to mind in terms of what you need to think about how to use it. Now, the, the, many of our listeners uh, would be very familiar with RDS. Um, I'm sure many of them use it and, and enjoy using it each and every day in, in the regions that they operate in. But how does RDS work in terms of working on an outpost? So what we try to do it is we're trying to make it as transparent as possible. So people are familiar with RDS will basically feel, look exactly like when they do, if they're running outposts on premise. And like we mentioned earlier, we talked about basically what we do is we're taking the equipment that's in the data, that's in AWS data center, basically moving to your data center. And so we try to keep all the experience exactly the same. Um, they use the same AWS console, uh, basically to do your database creation, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to use the same thing. You just basically just say, hey, I'm, I want the database to be created on an outpost instead of in a cloud instance. So the experience is really transparent from the customer perspective. So your, your um, CLI skills are still valid. Your design skills are still valid. It's, it's the same. It's just a different destination. Exactly. And that's by design we want to do that because we know that for customers to retrofit their business environment, just because we're moving database to on-premise environment, it's a lot of business cost for us to do that. So we try to keep everything as consistent as possible with what's, what's running in the cloud. So there's basically no changes. Makes a big difference. And so with the, um, with the GA of this service, what are the database engines that are supported at GA? Yeah, so the database we support is we basically support MySQL and Postgres. Those are the two open source databases that we that we uh, start off with uh, right off the bat, and with commercial engines uh, coming down the pipeline as we continue moving forward. And how is it priced? Because obviously it's a it's a different model in that um, you've, you've you've purchased the outpost or or. Um you know, you've got three-year pricing for the outpost is probably the better way to say it. Um, and then when you want to use RDS on top, how does the pricing work that way? Yeah, the pricing is actually pretty straightforward. Uh, well, we basically charge based on instance hour consume. Uh, you, you pay for what you use. And we basically simply charge what we call the management fee. It's basically we charge for managing a database from that perspective. So and depends on how long you're using it. That's basically how we're charging. Easy, so very familiar. And what about security? You know, security is something we always want to focus on. Uh, what about things like compliance and, and encryption of data? How does that work in this model? Yeah, for this, uh, for RDS on outposts, uh, remember the goal of RDS on outposts is basically thinking of it as an extension to the cloud, right? It's everything exactly the same. You want to have the same feature feel. Uh, look and feel as well. Uh, we do provide encryption of data at rest so that you have the security, you feel secure when you're using this tool. And basically, it's very similar to what you have in the cloud already. So you can have this assurance that it is there. Yeah, so so the, the encryption capability and also any uh, compliance certifications that AWS Outpost has, which is always a growing list, uh, RDS on Outpost has as well. So you've got that, uh, that extra layer there too. What, what about in terms of day-to-day operations? I mean, patching, backups, et cetera. What are some of the things we need to be aware of in that, in that world? 
Well, we typically, so as part of managed services, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we basically will take care of these mundane tasks for you, right? In terms of patching, updates, et cetera. And we do offer that as part of the service. And very similar to what you're doing RDS today, you can basically schedule the time window that you want to be able to uh, do the patching, uh, work with us, basically you can go to AWS console, you schedule it, and it will basically follow whatever is needed from your environment perspective. So again, it's the same experience as you have in RDS today. And in terms of backup and restore, so you can backup data across back to the, the region of your choice and restore from that as well. So you've got that, in a sense, an offsite backup. Correct, correct. So, yeah, so basically uh, we do the backup to the region that you're attached to and that's by design, that's how we want to do it. Again, it's, it's a similar methodology we had mentioned earlier, it's an extension to the cloud and so everything is going to be in the cloud. Um, so it's going to be there when it's ready. And you know, if we're using RDS in a, in a typical region where we're familiar with the very large number of instance types that are available to us, uh, how does it work though in an in an outpost configuration? Because obviously it's it's a it's a more specified set of instance types. Yeah. So with RDS on outposts, uh, the two instance types we support are M instances and memory, and then R instances. Those are the two that we support, and it really depends on the availability of the outpost that you have purchased. And we believe those are the two instance type that's suitable for running your databases. Um, so, you know, make sure you double check that uh, when you purchase your outpost, take a look at it. Uh, if you're intending to run M&R, which is what we found most customers are, making sure your underlying infrastructure also support that as well. And what other tips would you give for people in terms of when they're thinking about using RDS on outposts versus um, using RDS on a region regional basis? Yeah, really. Uh, so the the thing that we keep on telling customers is uh, just making very making sure very clearly how you want to use it, what you want to do with it. I always recommend customers looking at the workload. Uh, what is the characteristic of the workload for this use case example? Uh, I'm using specifically for low latency workloads. Um, I have some uh, gaming applications. I gotta be right next to it because it's very latency sensitive. That's how I want to do it that would be the right place to use this particular product. So we always recommend customers go back to think clearly of your use case, how you want to use it. And you know, we take care of the management, definitely will take care of the management of the environment for you. But think of it a meeting if the solution meets your business needs. That's, that's really what we ask customers to do. So I talked about how the CLI is, is the same because I'm a bit of a CLI kind of guy. But what about from a console perspective? Is the console experience the same? Is it a different console? How does that work? Yeah, so we try to make it as easy as possible for a customer to adopt to the product because uh, we know if we change the interfaces, that means there'll be a significant cost in terms of training. Uh, many enterprise customers say, hey, if you get me a new UI, I have to train my user, etc." So we try to keep it as, as consistent as possible with what's in RDS. So for RDS on outposts, uh, like, like I said, we, we keep as much stuff as we can to be consistent. There are some minor changes, uh, minor additions to a specific to outposts, but other than that, it's fairly straightforward. People who are familiar with RDS uh, should be very familiar with the same console. They'll feel right at home using the same console. That's very good. And what about uh, the fact that it's it's GA? Is it GA in specific areas where Outpost is available or is this GA wherever you can get your Outpost? 
it's GA, whatever your your outposts, you can get your outposts. Um, basically, that's where we are. So closely tied to it. Very exciting. So, so I'm sure a lot of customers have been eagerly waiting for this and have been working with the team on this. So it sounds like it's a, a much waited for and exciting launch. Yes, we're looking forward to hearing from the customer to give us feedback. Absolutely. Michael, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you very much. And thanks everyone for listening. We do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do it. And until next time, keep on building.